Craig, man, go drink your Hey Man Ale and enjoy, all right? Yeah. He's got a big, 30, is that a 32 ounce he's drinking? You're damn there? right it is. It's 32 the ounces? One. The big one. The, the, order the big one when you come here to Twin Peaks. We got an Eagles fan over here ranting and raving. You know what size that is? What's that? It's Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> it's a super size. <laughs> yeah. Craig Valentino, man, one of our uh, guys, worked with us for a long time here at the radio station, hanging out with us. He's uh, living in Cali now. Actually, you're on, uh, what's the radio station out there the, that, you're, that you're working at? The radio station you're working at out there. Our same affiliate for, uh, obviously, 95.7 The Game. 95.7 The Game. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So he's working out there now. Hey, man, it's Dukes and Bell. Um, we want you to hear Trey Young. Craig also says he's enjoying the California taxes. Back to you, Craig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he claims he claims a Georgia resident. That's correct. Um, we want you to hear Trey Young. He did speak to the media today. Listen, we got a game tonight. It is about the games. It is about where we're going to go in the last 23 games of the season. Now, the big question is, and Mike and I have been, been pondering this all day, do you bring in Quinn Snyder now if he gets hired in the next few days? Because it looks like, Mike, they're not wasting any time. Or do you allow this to play out, hire him, we know he's going to be our coach, and then what, he sits on the sideline and watches yeah. the last 20 games well, of the season? Well, that's just it. I mean, normally the interim coach is just that. You have an interim coach, you know, final. Let's be honest, play it out the string, and then you know, whatever happens in the playoffs. But i got to be honest. If this management group, we've talked about, you know, the athletic article, which said it was very dysfunctional. But I tell you what, it's a little bit of outside-the-box thinking. If you could actually get Quinn I don't know if you – how do you put a staff together when anybody you'd pull is working on another team? You don't do that mid-season. No, I think you so, keep the staff yeah. and just insert him and see where it goes. Right. Maybe. But, I mean, but the idea that Quinn Snyder would come in, at the bare minimum, you get a fresh set of eyes and maybe there's some things which he can tweak. Because I think we all agree, guys, Trey is a star. DeJounte is a star. How do you get the most out of John Collins when sometimes he and Capella are kind of redundant? DeAndre Hunter, can you get a guy to get the most out of him? Because you and I have been so, dis, let's be honest, dissatisfied with the lack of consistency with DeAndre. But the idea that Quinn can come in, whether he's just simply looking at this team, I hate to wait. I, I still think this team could make a run. I know a lot of people say you're, you're crazy. You were a 500 team. Your record says you are what you are. But the, you could you could actually bring him in with 22 games left. We'll talk to, we'll talk about it with Steve Kuhn and Colin Blair. Yes, hour. yeah, we will. Uh, he'll be here. You just don't see that in the NBA. No, no, 440. Um, and by the way, Turtle, real quick, is JC out tonight? I know there were things we were talking about with the concussion protocol. So no John Collins tonight. Jeez. Still in the concussion protocol. So if you're uh, wondering about JC tonight. All right, Trey mm. had an excuse absence yesterday. We talked about it. Dessler didn't like it. The timing of it was curious. Nevertheless, the day before when he was supposed to speak to the media, he didn't. So today he did. And I just want you to hear a couple of things that he said. We've been playing these, uh, these sound bites for you guys all day long because it's been our first time to react to some of this stuff. First thing is, um, does he think or did he think that Nate's message got stale? This is Trey Young. Uh, that's not up to me. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think that's part of it. I think sometimes you um, – I mean, it's, it's not always going to be easy, so some conversations aren't going to go great, but I th that's just part of it. Not every situation is easy and nice, so um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, don't, I didn't think nothing of it like that. Uh, I, didn't, I don't take things like that personal. I don't, I don't know, I mean, what you were trying to get with that or what people, people uh, are saying about that type of stuff. But. Uh, I mean, he didn't really answer the question. It's not a difficult question. Did the message get stale? He didn't really answer the question. You don't seem pleasantly. Yeah, he didn't answer the question. You, you, I mean, you like, don't seem satisfied. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to trigger more tray heads out there, but I mean, it just no. Go ahead. Didn't answer the freaking question. No, go ahead. It's a simple question. 
You know? You notice how I'm trying to set you, yeah, I, I set you, you off. Look, you know, I'm look, trying to set you off. Go I mean, ahead. He could say it. He, he handles the, say it. He handles this question the way he handles all questions. He doesn't <laughs> answer them. He equivocates. Again, for you guys who don't know what perfunctory is, because that's what his comments were today, Go ahead. look up equivocate, okay? Because he does that too. No, he goes, I mean, it's like when he asked about the All-Star game. Are you feel, would you be cool with an alternate? I'm going to stay in my lane. It's a question about the All-Star game. He doesn't answer anything. You get no opinion. DeJounte Murray said there's a lack of leadership. Everyone's going to be on the same page. John Collins said the same thing Wednesday. All he had from Trey is this kind of wishy-washy stuff. And that's, guys, even the biggest diehard Trey fan would say that's a wishy-washy answer. He didn't answer the question. I don't know. I think I don't care. <sighs> See that? I mean, I, no. I, well, I, I learned. Guess what I learned about him? Feeling the message gotten stale. Nothing. He didn't answer the question. He didn't. And I, and I got to be honest with you. For guys that are yelling at me, what do you want the man to say? Say what we all know. The message was stale. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Nate, care. Nate runs a 1988-style offense that doesn't fly. And you're not maximizing me and DeJounte. Here, here's the other part. Just say that. And, I can go, and I'll go, yes, Trey. Yes. Thank you. Here's the other part, Mike. Stukes and Bell. You really want to embrace this fan base? Just be genuine. It, why are we searching for the words of a simple question? I don't know. That's part I don't of this, know. Right? And you've had 72 hours oh, don't to say formulate that. Don't say that. your answer. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. You've had three days to come up with an answer, and your answer is, well, I, nah, well, nah, I don't nearly. Nah. Great. Great way to be a leader. Outstanding. Keep wondering. Thanks for the answer. Here's Trey talking about the qualities he wants in a coach. Well, he didn't technically answer the last one let's see if he answered this one today as he was asked about it for the first time since nate has been fired what do you want in a coach well that's a landry question that's not a, that's not a me question i feel like you're asking me well what i'm looking for in a coach i mean i'm not the one picking out the coach uh so that's a landry question he said that's a landry question okay. it is not a me question well, i'm that's not a landry picking question. out the coach no, but you are the superstar on the team that's going to work hand-in-hand hand with the next coach yes. to say there's nothing wrong with you saying, you and know what I want? Like JC said, right. development. We all want to get better. I hope we get a guy in here that can connect us and that the message is, is you know, fluid with what he's trying to get across. There's nothing wrong with saying those things. I'd like a coach who went to college in the 90s. <laughs> you can say that too. I mean, you can say that because, like, guys, if you've been listening to our show the last two years, Nate pushed all the right buttons on the way to 21, and that was because Lloyd Pierce's staff had some ideas that Nate kind of melded together. Now Nate put his own staff together, and we've gone backwards. So again, we're not making this all about Trey, but here's a real legitimate shot. Hey, man, you've gone through two coaches. Whether you whether you're the coach killer or not, what would you like in a coach? Yeah, can't yeah, I'm not the, the one picking out the coats. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thanks. Okay. You Two questions. Are. I get the greats. Nothing. You kind of are. All right. We'll let you hear more of Trey. We'll talk to Steve Coonan coming up, Hawk CEO. DJ Diesel says he acting like his last name is Young. Get the double entendre. <laughs> um, he answered questions. I, I, I can't. Thank you, Chris. I cannot bang on him for not attempting to answer the question. These are the same things. And by the way, Chris, who's the young lady? I, I got to give her some props today. Mike and I were talking about this. She was the one that asked him that covers for the AJC. She covers the Hawks for the Correct. AJC. Lauren Williams. Now, she did a really good job. Today. She did an excellent job. And the reason why we say this is because a lot of times because of our schedules, okay, Maya and I are not able to be at these pressers, all right? 
a lot of these times these pressers are up against us getting to the show and being places. But we both said, man, we hope somebody asks him about, you know, this whole coach killer thing. And Lauren followed up with, you're getting this reputation about being a coach killer. What do you think about it? It was an excellent follow-up. Trey answered it. But the fact is somebody had the balls to ask the question to say, hey, you've kind of gone through a couple of coaches now. Everybody's kind of pointing the finger at you as the star of this team. What do you think? He answered the question. All right, more on Trey coming up here on Dukes and Bell. we got to talk dogs right now. On the sidelines with the dogs. The dog report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, Mike, as we get ready for G Day and spring ball, which is right around the corner, we find out today, uh, and I don't know how good Michigan's going to be. Harbaugh stayed, but their star running back, who was not available in the playoff, Corm is going to miss spring practice, Mike. Blake Corm was one of the best running backs in the country. He may be, if he comes back like he did this last year. 18 touchdowns, 1,400 yards. He may be the top running back going into the draft next year, right. but he's going to miss spring practice with the Michigan uh, Wolverines. And Harbaugh is still the coach. Remember, there's a lot of talk about him having that flirtation with the NFL and NCAA investigations, etc. Harbaugh, of course, still there. Speaking of coaching, uh, nice article in Dog Nation today, guys. You can check that out at dognation.com. Uh, Kirby uh, talking about, actually, Todd Munkin talking about Mike Bobo's ascension now to the role of OC. Todd Munkin says, quote, Kirby came to me, talked about Mike Bobo joining the staff, which I knew he was going to join the staff, whether I agreed or not. <laughs> so he made it seem like it was my choice, but it really wasn't. At the end of the day, it's been awesome. So he talked about, you know, the fact that uh, he's helped that we didn't learn, that it was collaboration on red zone offense game, preparation, passing game, all things that uh, Bobo was doing for guys that are still skittish about the return of Mike Bobo. Because most of the skittishness comes from the, the lack of performance consistently under Mark Richt. Yeah. Uh, and by the or way. where they thought the, uh, where the team should have been, where, of course, now it is, and locked in at the top of the mouth. And, and Munkin was asked, ironically, like in, in Baltimore about this this week, like, well, what do you think George is going to be without you? And he was like, they'll be fine. <laughs> so he's not worried. I don't think we should be. At the end of the day, this is going to work out. I just, my biggest thing, and we'll find out here in a few weeks, how this quarterback situation shakes out. And look, for what it's worth, uh, Munkin did give credit that uh, two of the, uh, the, the early, t- three of the early touchdowns against LSU in the SEC Championship, Bobo, Bobo design plays. All right. We got more to get to, guys. Steve Coonan's on the way on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're kicking it, having a good time on a Friday. Hey, man, the next five Trey Young fans wearing a Trey Young jersey get a free shot of your choice. And no, Kravasse is not included. <laughs> well, the, you just X'd out about 20 brothers. Top shelf. Hennessy is not included. Come on, it, man. You know I'm buying the shot. It's going to be tequila. You're going to drink some tequila? All right. We're going to do it. Fair enough. We want to see you in your Trey Young jersey. If you're on your way to the game, maybe you're heading down, you can stop by Twin Peaks right. Buckhead. All right, we're coming back. we got to talk about a pitcher on our staff that has a new pitch, and it's working, and it may set him over the top. We'll tell you who it is coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up 15 minutes from now, we're going to talk to Hawks CEO Steve Coonan. At 5 o'clock, I got a question for you guys. You can only get one, and you have to choose today. We're going to talk about it oh. at 5 o'clock. Mike, um, I just saw this, and um, we're going to talk some baseball with, with the Braves having their first spring game tomorrow, but I just saw this where – Matt Nagy has been promoted to the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Right. Now that Eric Bieniemy has moved on to D.C. So Nagy will have a head coaching job next year, right? I'm just <laughs> well, asking. He's already had one. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. By and the then, way. And Peterson got the job doing the same thing that Bieniemy was doing. Yeah. He, listen, he's a well-liked guy. He failed in Chicago, right. went back to the farm, 
which is Kansas City to work for Andy Reid. And now he's been promoted again to the offensive coordinator. Now, if the enemy didn't call plays, my guess is Matt Nagy again won't call plays, right? No, it's Andy Reid. It's the big Kool-Aid man. He makes things work. Uh, that's when they asked Kelsey, Kelsey, how do you get so open during the Super Bowl? He goes, Andy Reid. He didn't say Eric Bieniemy. He said Andy Reid. You and I have been banging the drum for Eric Bieniemy now for, well, four recruiting, four, four coach recruiting cycles for jobs in the NFL. And I don't know if he's got like a real kind of old school mentality and a toughness that, I don't know, doesn't resonate. I always thought owners like that kind of thing. You hear, look, I, I take no stock in what Shady McCoy had to say because Shady's career was nearly over by the time he got to KC, and there's an axe to grind with his comments. And you heard this much from Brian McFadden when we spoke to him yesterday. That's just a guy with an agenda. Same goes for Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell who makes great decisions like sitting out here and losing $35 million. So I'm not going to put much stock into that. I just would love to know what it is that owners are not getting in the interview process from Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Because you'd think by now he'd have a shot. Even I mean, 32 teams. Well, he's got a shot now. He's the OC with the commanders. But, but I'm telling you, but that's, that's a lateral move just because he's got to establish his own juice now. now. But here's the thing now. For guys, to your point, have said it is Andy Reid is the big voice in that room. It's now sink or swim for Eric Bieniemy with a team that doesn't really have a great quarterback. Yeah, they, they do have quarterback issues. Uh, but Matt Nagy promoted to the OC with the Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, in-house, nothing changes. Patrick right. Mahomes is there. Right. Hell, I could be the OC if you feel that way, right? In, in, in title. So what does that mean? You get Andy Reid hoagies? No, in, in title, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, they're going to be fine. All right, um, Ian Anderson, Mike, I think we were all pleasantly surprised last year at how good he was from a pitching standpoint. He could be better this year because he's added a slider. Ooh. And now you're talking about what is called an out pitch, guys, all right? Two strikes on you. What am I coming at you with? If you're a fastball guy like Strider, I'm just going to try to throw heat past you, right? But Strider also has a slider as well. But the slider and fastball, if you've never, you know, seen these pitches coming at you, they look very similar. One just tails off at the end. And Ian Anderson has added this. Yesterday, Mike, he struck out Michael Harris and Matt Olson in live batting practice with it. I'm just saying, for all that Ian Anderson was last year, we talk about Strider and Freak. He may end up being the best pitcher on the staff. Well, I mean, when you look at the size of the guy and the, and the changeup is so lethal, i got to be honest. Hey, pitching coach Rick Kranis, you are worth waiting for. I yeah. mean, you know, where's this been? <laughs> but, hey, it's better late than never. Yeah, you've got some pitchers now that bring, bring all sorts of I – mean, that's what you're trying to fool the hitter. You're trying to change the change of paces, change of – no one debates that. So another pitch for the arsenal and a slider. Man, making guys look silly. I love it. And I really want this guy to step up because I'm still not sold on who's going to be that fifth guy right now. Well, and, and I he, said, can, he can be that guy. I really don't have any illusions about Michael Soroka no, at this stage. No, and, Mike, listen, I say it would be a, a, a jump for him to come back from the season he had last year and be considered one of the best pitchers. If you ask me right now, stuff-wise, just stuff, Strider. Correct. You ask me. Now, does Strider need to mix up his pitches, though, because sometimes he relies too much on the fastball? Well, I mean, dude, it's, like, it's a nice problem to have when you're striking out 300 guys. Well, practice, that's the thing. It's almost like come get me. Like, right. if you can hit it, hit it. But, but the only problem, is, the only reason I bring it up, sorry to cut you off, yeah, yeah. is the only thing which got Strider in trouble and it amounted, it added up to the wear and tear at the end. It, when you're just throwing constant heat, the foul balls. Guys are fouling yeah. off so many pitches. Mets, his, Mets yeah, his, pitch counts, his pitch counts were ballooning in some of the games this year, and they still struck out a gazillion guys. I'd love to see Ian Anderson come back. His playoff performances have been great for us. I'd love to see him come back in the regular season and pitch well. But just stuff-wise, it's Strider. If you talk about, hey, I'm going to get six to seven quality innings out of anybody on this staff, it's free. And then you've got Charlie Morton, obviously, and, and we're looking at seeing, you know, how this thing's going to shake out. But the Ian Anderson thing is just its interesting only because he's trying to add to his repertoire and get better. And when guys do that at this stage in their career and they master those pitches – 
it helps them, Mike. They, longevity, it'll help Ian Anderson because now you've got to with more stuff when you're when you're uh, going up against it. One other Braves note, and we are going to talk to Grant McCauley coming up later in the show. Stay tuned for that. But uh, one guy we really not talked much about was Ozzy Albies, who, of course, was banged up, came back, to, uh, had the thumb issue, had all sorts of issues. Then he gets the orthoscopic surgery on his right shoulder. So Ozzy Albies apparently should be ready to DH uh, again tomorrow, right? Yes. And that's cool. Yes. And then, but he should be cleared to play the uh, second base in the first week in March. Okay. Well, we, we're going to need him. I mean. But that's one thing we haven't really talked about. They've had a slow roll Ozzy right. through this. We've been focusing on Vaughn Grissom taking over at uh, shortstop for Dansby. But Ozzy's still working his way back, too. 404-741-0929. Um, it is Dukes and Bell, and we are awaiting, as Mike says, he will buy the next five people to come in here, men or women, by the way, Yes. Uh, with a Trey Young jersey, as you might be on your way to the ball. As I extend an olive branch to the Trey heads who we've so offended. So you're trying to, you're trying to, yes. to, to bridge here. I, I might not be able to teach you, Trey fans, what responsibility and leadership means in a team concept, but I can at least get you some tequila. That's fair. And the only guy so far who's qualified is your Russian friend who came over and was like, what is, <laughs> why do you keep messing with Trey? My man. Get I, off Trey's back. I told you. You guys, they pay Trey the money, and you now, now you're talking the nonsense of Trey. Yuri's my man. I yes. see Yuri out all the time. He's always at Hawks games. You guys know if you see him on social media. But Yuri's my dude. He, he is a hardcore Hawks fan. Yuri is like a cross between Pitbull and Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, it's a good, it's a good point. He wants Dolly. nothing more than the Hawks to win. And we were just talking about uh, the Snyder move. You like the Snyder move, right? I like Quinn Snyder. I think yeah. he can be ultimate coach for team. But yeah. first, we must get offense going. We never play defense. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. He said he'd love to see Snyder here. Here's what Yuri told me, too, while we're talking about the Hawks real quick. Steve Coonan's on the way. He said, you know, same thing happened a couple of years ago when we changed coaches. Right. We went on a run. Can we go on a run this year? Does this feel like 2021? When was that? 2020, 2021? What, does it feel the same? I don't know if it feels the same. I don't know. I mean, well, Thank you, Trey. <laughs> it was 38 games when they took over when they got uh, when they when the prior coach got got. So when you look at where we were, that was 27 and 11. Now, if you want to get to the sixth seed, if you want to beat the Knicks and get to that locked-in playoff spot, you don't have to monkey around with the playoff play-in games. And got to go like 16 and six. Can, Yuri, can we go 16 and six? See, I told you it's a hardcore hall. It's the third toughest schedule. We got the third <laughs> toughest schedule remaining in the NBA. That's the problem. By the way, that fan section, though, down there at State Farm, a lot of fun, man. You guys have a lot of fun down there. It's good stuff. All right, good to see you. We'll see what happens tonight. They're back in action after the All-Star break. We're going to come back. You want to know what the CEO thinks about all of this? Stay right there. It is Dukes and Bell. We are live at Twin Peaks. Uh, before we get Steve Coonan on here, we got to give a big shout-out to Patrick. Mike, trying to bridge the gap of Trey Young fans, says, yes. anybody that comes down in a Trey Young jersey, I'm buying you shots. Patrick was the first guy down here. Right on. And he has gotten the shot, sir. He's a good man, that Patrick. So, again, come on down. Four to go. Four more 11s to show up, and you get some Casamigos. That's what I'm drinking. All right, let's talk to Steve Coonan. Steve, it's been an interesting week for our Atlanta Hawks. How are you doing, first and foremost? I'm doing great. I'm not sitting there doing shots at work, but um, I'm doing good. <laughs> well, we're, we're offering Hawks fans who are on their way down to the arena tonight also, as Steve. we try to bridge the gap yes. with this Trey Young conversation we've been having and about come on. responsibility. And you know I've got three livers and two kidneys. You know the drill here. Come on. God bless you. <laughs> Steve, how did you feel or what did you think um, 
as the decision was made, obviously you were well aware uh, with, with what was going on with Nate. We've heard from our general manager in Landry Fields. I think Hawks fans want to hear from you as the CEO of the Hawks about this decision and how it moves this organization forward. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we want to win. We want to put the best product on the court. We want to win. We want to win. We want to win. And we had a lot of evidence that the team wasn't going in the direction that we wanted it to go and felt that it was very important that we you know, capitalize the 23 games that we have left this season and hopefully some playoff rounds to see both what we have and what we can be. So we are bringing in a new head coach. I know that you and I spoke about this back in December, Steve, and like we all respect Nate. Nate was always gracious with his time with us, and it just seemed like the message may have fallen a little bit stale. I know Trey did not did agree with that question when he was asking him today at the shoot-around, but I really, for what it's worth, liked what I heard from DeJounte Murray and John Collins when they spoke to the media on Wednesday about accountability, about responsibility, some comments like, look, this isn't college anymore. So, I mean, players taking ownership, do you think that some of that was indirectly directed at Trey? No, I don't. I, I just think that everybody for themselves. Look, we can create all kinds of fun conspiracy theories, and this one's talking about this one, but I think they're all talking personal because I think these guys, your coach loses a job. We all understand that you fire the coach because you can't fire the players. Right. And that's irrelevant of what sport we're even discussing. It's a universal belief. So I, I think that a lot of these guys are introspective and understand that, you know, some of the things that happened to us, some of the blown leads, some of the, you know, losses to teams that we should have handily defeated, you know, ended up having real consequences more than a night, a night or a game. And I think that's what you hear. So, I no, I don't see this as a um, conspiracy against any player. I see this as self-reflection. Steve Coonan, Hawks CEO, joining us here as he does on a weekly basis. Hawks back in action tonight, by the way, against the Cavaliers. We've been talking about these last, you know, 23 games. I think the question a lot of fans are wondering about, and again, don't know how much you can say, but we've got to ask, Steve, is are you guys under – is the impression that you're going to hire the new coach and that individual will come in and, and coach immediately, or are we waiting yep. until next season? This season. Wow. This season. Wow. Okay. okay. I, I, mean, I think fan base will be really excited by that. It's, it's a bit unprecedented. This it late is. in the game. I mean, this it late is. in the season. It I, I, still I, I, is. I mean, I knew. No, that got new your tongue? Completely new staff, Steve? If, uh, whoever would no. Come in? no, 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 no. New head coach. Okay. It is. And that's what we're that attempting we had, to do. We're no, it's attempting. We had to- Go ahead, Steve. No, we're, we're attempting to. Bring in new leadership in, in the very near future. Okay, so Hawks fans, whoever that individual is, there's a lot of speculation out there, obviously. We've talked about it. Well, but whoever that is is coming in and coaching this team potentially next week, Mike, as early as next week. But I was going to say, see, that to be a wise number. I don't think we can call it tampering when a guy's a complete free agent. He's not associated with any other team. So Quinn Snyder is the name that's been thrown out there. Okay. Damn good coach. Good man. Was on our staff when I was here in 1450. Terrific guy. There, there's several terrific, using your term, free agents out there. And, you know, we, we are bound and determined to make this happen quick.
Steve Kuhn and our guest, guys. Uh, again, Hawks-Cavs tonight as we start our push here. It's really the last third of the season. We've been saying the second right. half, but with the amount of games left, it, it's really not that. And, you know, we're trying to make a push towards the playoffs and get a better seating. All right, Steve, what do you feel like coming out of this break – that our guys are going to be, uh, you know, coming back and, and having the motivation. Listen, we, we saw this happen a couple of years ago, and it sparked our team. I don't know how to feel about this because it, it's a different year, different situation. But where do you feel like these guys are going to come back and the focus will be and, and how they will, you know, handle their business now? Well, I, I think, I mean, the last couple of days, the practices have been as good as any practices we've seen. I, I think everybody... It's focused and locked in, and look, we've, we've got two really hard games this week in Cleveland, who is, you know, in the top echelon in the East, and Brooklyn, who is up there, too. And even though Kevin Durant doesn't play there anymore, they've brought back real quality people. So we have two really tough games over the next two days. So, you know, we are got to attack this last – I look at it as about the last 25% of the season. We've got to attack that and set ourselves up to playoff. I know, Steve, we spent a lot of time. As Steve Coonan, guys, the Hawks CEO, joins us as he does every week here on Dukes and Bell on the WaitForIt.com hotline. We were uh, talking the last few days about taking a while to hear from our star, to hear from the leader on the team. That, I mean, we perceive him as the leader in, uh, in Trey Young. Wasn't available for whatever reason on Wednesday when I mentioned John Collins, DeJounte Murray, uh, Clint Capel. Guys spoke, and they talked about the issues with the team. I was just disappointed as, as a fan that Trey wasn't there to speak, and we did have to wait. Now, I know personal reasons are personal reasons, but to hear him talk at the shoot-around is different than talking in that environment on a Wednesday. He couldn't have been there Wednesday, Mike. I, I mean, look, you and I go way back, and I give you my word. There was family medical emergency. He deserves the privacy around that, as does his family. Um, and candidly, he, he made sure that he put something out on social media last night. Um, he, he is a caring, he is a terrific young guy. And this time, y'all are wrong. I mean, he put his family first, which is exactly what he should do. Well, there's no way to dispute that because we don't know the particulars of it, so we'll just have to say, okay. Nor, we, nor should we. I mean, we shouldn't. These people, these but the timing people is a bit should. curious, Steve. You'd have to admit it's that. It's not curious. It's, a, it's an unfortunate coincidence. It's not curious. <sighs> Usually we have so much fun. Well, this, listen, it's been a serious week. We are having fun. It's been a serious see week. A, it's been a serious week. We need serious answers. Serious and, we need, and we need honest answers. And we need. And we I'm need, giving those to you. No, I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying from the team, the organization, across the board, this is what fans want. They want to know what's going on with their team that they support wholeheartedly. Win, lose, or draw. And they just, hey, I think a lot of people are asking the same questions. The, the Trey Young not having input on the new coach. Where are you at with that? I'm not sure I even understand the question. I, I, players don't Will hire Trey Young coaches. have input on hiring the new coach? Will he have any say? Will he have any conversations with the new coach? Will he have any say with the well, front office? Well, of course he'll have fields? plenty of conversations after he's hired. Players don't hire coaches. Okay. No, I mean, we just the argument we were making this week, Steve, is a guy who is the leader of the squad, who, who's getting paid big bucks to be the, the face of the franchise. And, again, Nate was, for whatever reason, whether the, the message went stale or strategy-wise it didn't work, whatever led to it, you'd feel that a guy like Trey, who you feel is going to be here, we hope as a fan for a decade, would at least have a voice in that conversation. Just like we, get, we gave the, uh, 
the comparison of Matt Ryan having a say in an offensive coordinator? Well, again, an assistant coach, offensive coordinator is different than a head coach. I, I can't think of an example, possibly LeBron, possibly, that has had influence and conversations on head coach. You know, we're in a very different world today where our stars in the NBA and all sports really don't need third parties. They don't need media. They go directly through social media and talk directly to their fans. And so what we're seeing here is an, uh, an understanding of or a misunderstanding a lot of times of today's modern athlete. And I'm not talking about Trey. I'm talking about in general. And it's something we should be, you know, talking about is that social media allows you to connect immediately to your fans and, and express your point of view to your fans. As far as the business of running a team, that has to be left to the, you know, to the executive. Andrew Fields will make this hire. This is what he believes in. This is what he and his team want, and they are empowered to do so. And that's the way that this should run. So I understand while it's great fodder and great chatter, and I love listening to it, at the end of the day, the accountability stops with Landry, just like the accountability for running the business the team stops with me. So when decisions are made, you know, input is welcome from everybody, but decisions are made by the you know, person in charge, and in this case, it's Landry. How much accountability falls on the shoulders of your star player? I, I think it's – a lot falls on the shoulders of our star player. A lot falls on our coach. It falls on all of us. But, again, this is a team sport, not an individual sport. We're not talking about a golfer or a tennis player here. We're talking about a team sport. And, again, the team's not playing well. doesn't mean the star's not playing well and vice versa. So I understand what you're talking about. Please not misunderstand. What I'm saying is if we're going to be fair here, then we have to weigh both sides of the coin. This is team sport. And I've never seen anybody win or lose the season. Yes, I've seen them win a game based on an individual. This is about playing together as many units. Right. So, Tony Ressler, we talked about Landry making the decision to, uh, to move on from the coach. Have you, when was the last time you spoke with the big boss, with the owner, where he feels about where this thing is, is going? He's excited. I mean, he, he obviously signs off on everything. He is the ultimate, you know, the buck stops at the desk, to quote, I think, Harry Truman, if anybody was alive. Yep. Um, and, and so Tony signs off on everything. And certainly financial considerations, there's a lot of consideration. Tony signs off. But it's our job to bring, you know, what we want to bring to air, have the conversation, and then align and move forward. And that's what's happening. Steve Coonan, our guest here on Dukes and Bell. Um, and we do have fun, but sometimes... As I our, do prefer the term partner, but okay, guests will be fine. <laughs> but, we, but we do have fun, and uh, when our team is going through a transition like this, and, and Steve knows, and he, he gets it, and he's giving you guys as much as he possibly can. Um, I think, you know, if you're just joining us, Steve did say the expectation is that the new head coach would come in and coach this season, and I think that's a big thing because... That means things are going to happen pretty quickly here and, and immediately once the decision is made. Again, you are saying Landry Fields is making that decision and it will be his hire, correct? That is correct. Okay. All right. Steve, we appreciate you. Oh, Good luck along tonight. Along with his team, with Kyle Korver and his team. I mean, no, okay. nothing's done in a vacuum. We, we work together and collaborate and communicate together. And I'm 
incredibly excited, and I think I think the city will be very, very excited. So I think that um, I'm hopeful that um, we turned the page on the last 60-plus games, and we're now going to get down to it as we drive to make the playoffs. Well, again, I think getting a new coach in here with, with the existing staff, if that is something that's going to happen, as Steve basically said, it's it's moving forward. And whoever they're going to get, they're looking to plug somebody in. Yeah. I just think if you can get a balance and, and get this get this team back to some of the, the, the happy joy joy we had in 2021, Steve, making that run against the Knicks. First things first, so I, do you still envision getting that the number six spot is something we could we could pull off? We've been doing the numbers. You really got to play it at, a, at a, like almost like a 75% win clip to get there. Yeah, I, I I think I don't I think we just need to be in the playoffs. I mean, I'd love to be in the sixth spot, but you know, being able to get into the playoffs, and then I think we're going to be very dangerous. So let's get there, and that's what the goal is. So we're out there with it. Steve, we will see you down at the arena soon. Good luck tonight against the Cavs, and uh, let's go Hawks, man. I'm curious to see who the new hire is. We look forward to you guys being part of it. We're a great partner. Thank you. Absolutely, you guys are too. Thank you, Steve. Steve Coonan, Hawk CEO. It's Dukes and Bell. We're going to come back. We're going to recap some of this stuff, okay? Um, I want to be fair to Steve. He's trying to give you as much as he possibly can, and I would never, ever think that Steve would criticize one of these players in any way. He talked about the personal matter with, with, with Trey. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some of the things he just said in regards to our Hawks as the second half of the season starts tonight with Dukes and Bell. We're live at Twin Peaks. Come through, man. We've got Ice Cold Hey Man L waiting on you. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.